2: Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's
3: professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. this is Rich Swan, Matt
0: Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk, home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, the raisins,
3: ramble, Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper Piquinelle, and I'm joined by Randy Andy Datson.
1: Hi, Chopper. How are you on this fine Saturday morning?
3: I am okay. Um, I've had, weirdly, a good few days. I yeah. had a. Uh, I had a day on on, on Thursday, not going to get too psychologically deep on it, but I had a day on Thursday. I was like, whoa, I feel like myself again. That's <gasps> crazy. I haven't felt like that in ages. Um, so it was, yeah, it was really nice. Um, so I've had a, a good, good few days. And apparently, according to my Fitbit, I slept eight and a half hours last night, which is wow. madness. I don't sleep that long. So that's, that's nice.
1: Good. I didn't yeah. sleep that long um i my girlfriend is living with me at the moment yeah. and generally it does hinder the amount of sleep she as much as i love her does sleep like a starfish um and moves more than you could imagine in the night but
3: uh, I, I like the fact that you were so excited about her coming back. You couldn't stop talking about she's coming back, she's coming back, she's coming back. I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And now she's here. You're like, I hate her so much. She is hey. the worst. I can't sleep. I wish she wasn't here. Yeah. It, that know, is yeah. I,
1: I feel like you I feel like you really added to that story. All I said was I don't know, man. all I said was my sleep hasn't uh, has been has been <laughs> different this week. <laughs> I never mentioned anything else. She's wonderful. Um I rip
3: between the lines, Auntie. I read yeah, between the lines.
1: I really read. You added an entire story between the lines. I, I did, yeah. Um, And speaking of storylines, should we talk about SmackDown?
3: Hey, very good transition. Yes, let's talk about uh, SmackDown, where we're going to be talking about Edge making his appearance, returning to SmackDown, his true home brand, as it were. Who's he fighting at WrestleMania, though? Let's talk about it. And the first thing we're going to be talking about today is this whole Edge and Roman Reigns debacle that took place on SmackDown, which started with the opening segment where Roman Paul and the returning Jey Uso came out. It's great to see him back. Whatever's been ailing him seems to have gone, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Great to see him back. And I, I, I didn't know whether I preferred. Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah. That's my parents dropping some tools in the kitchen. They're nice. building a, like some racking or something, and they apparently dropped something, which is very cool. Anywho, um, um, yes, we, the also came out, which is great. I don't know whether I preferred them just not mentioning that he was gone, or I don't know whether I would have preferred them to say, like, Jay had some personal stuff to take care of, but he took care of business, and now he's back kind of thing. I don't know which way. Yeah,
1: I would have, it would have been fun, even if it had been a completely made up thing. Mm. Just to say, like, this is where he's been. Yeah, because it because it was Honestly. a bit weird that not only did they not mention that, oh, by the way, he's back, but they also haven't mentioned it for the last two weeks, even that, that he's been gone. Yeah, um, and he was supposed to be in the rumble as well. So, totally.
3: Who yeah, knows? so yeah, it doesn't yeah, m- really m- matter. M- it doesn't matter that much. I it was still cool to see him, and I, I didn't mind that they didn't mention it. I, I just don't know whether it would have been better for them to just say he had business and he's taking care of business because that's what Jay does. Main event, Uso. but ba They didn't do any of that. But anyway, um, it's a SmackDown, so Roman has to come out and cut a really good promo to start with, which he did, um, came out. And I thought this promo segment was fantastic because it yep. started off with Roman just being like, look, done with Kevin Owens, Let's stop talking about the past now. Let's move on to the future. I was like, "Yes, no more Owens. Great. Nothing against Kevin Owens. I'm glad yeah. that that feud is done." Um, and uh... mm-hmm. sorry, what was that, Andy?
1: Is it done? The, the the Kevin Owens feud
3: for now. Yes, until the end of the show. Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they say, uh, yeah, no more, uh, no more Owens which I was celebrating about. And then he says, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about Edge who won the Royal Rumble and he could, he could be challenging me. Well, I don't want to wait around any longer. Why don't we get Edge out? Come on, Edge, Paul, get Edge out. Come on, let's go. And then I love the off mic. Paul just starts shouting at like the the sound people at ringside and just goes, entrance music for Edge, please. Pyro for Edge, please. And just nothing was happening. And then one of the sound guys just comes up to the point. He's like, he's not here. Paul relays the information to Reigns and Reigns just explodes in anger. He's literally just like, why wouldn't Edge come out? And I I love that Paul literally like recoiled away from Roman when he like gets angry is like he had this, like, explosive aura. And Paul was like, oh, God, um, from that. And he was like, why is he playing games with me? He's disrespecting me by going to Raw, going to NXT, and now he's making me wait on my show. Why am I, why am I out here first? He should be out here saying what he wants to say and not keeping me waiting. He's disres- disrespecting me. He's disrespecting my family, the whole Roman shtick. And he just did it. He delivered it so well in this really, like, angry, explosive fashion. I thought it was brilliant.
1: Do you think that it's at all weird that on a week where someone – gets fired for not showing up to a show that they immediately then do a oh he's not here and everyone goes that's fine
3: i i don't no, think I, I i didn't i didn't read it that way personally.
1: no no i only just thought about it now but like yeah you could i i almost feel like it would be better if it's like oh no edge it edges doesn't edge isn't just gonna come out because you ask him to um i'd preferred yeah. that to say, he's not here. Don't know where he is, to be honest. He would have come out if he had been here, but he's not here.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind them saying he's not here yet. The intent being, yeah. he's going to be here. He's just not here yet. So he'll yeah. come out later. No, but I, I, like, I like
1: you said, it was a fantastic promo. I mean, it. he keeps adding little wrinkles to his character. Um, And now we're getting the slightly more unhinged uh, version of Reigns, which I think will start to cause more fractures in his family i think th- this sort of stuff eventually is going to lead to probably so or maybe jimmy when he returns to be like okay they- you're going a bit far now roman i'm not sure i'm comfortable with this and then that'll lead to to some more kind of to some infighting there um but they're doing it really nicely and subtly that i'm actually still invested in it. i'm not think i'm not sitting there going Oh, well, he's gonna turn heel. Oh, he's not, I mean, he's yeah. obviously still a heel. It's like, oh, he's obviously gonna have a start starting a fight. If this is still, oh, I wonder where it's gonna go. And every single week I'm thinking, oh, what's Roman gonna say this week? That's gonna make me even more invested in his character. And he keeps keeps delivering. Um and that kind of manic promo that you were speaking about where he just sort of is just sort of saying things but not really knowing what he's doing. Um it's a really nice kind of addition to the already sort of conflicted mind
3: yeah and it is i think it's really cool that since like since he's come back he's been kind of just building this kind of foundation around him of jay and paul and building this whole like scenario he's sitting on top and he's very comfortable he can tell people what to do he's just like i've got everything under control i'm the head of the table i'm great but now we're starting to see like what happens when that foundation's shaken? What happens when things don't go Roman's way and things like that? And I think, yeah, then we're going to see him start to buckle a little bit more. And yeah. this is the thing that, as Edge mentioned later on, he's clearly already in Roman's head. Like, I don't even have to do anything. Like, I haven't said I'm fighting you yet and I'm already in your head kind of thing. And now Roman's starting to see, like, the consequences of being like, I've got this perfect setup in place. What happens if I don't? Like, yeah. And it kind of, like, it's starting to, like, get to him now, which is great. Um, So he ended the segment saying, Edge, I need you to give me an answer tonight. You have tonight to give me an answer. And then walked off. Um, Again, great. Loved it. Um, And this led into the main event segment at the other end of the show where Edge comes out and says, uh, I thought he cut a nice little promo just saying, I'm back on SmackDown. SmackDown was my home. Uh, I won the Royal Rumble. I'm great, but I don't know who to fight. I could fight Drew McIntyre. I could fight Finn Balor. I could fight Roman Reigns. Everyone is giving me different answers on who I should fight. I pulled over and asked some random guy on the street, and he didn't t- he, he didn't know either. He gave me a different answer. He was His name was John. He's very nice. John Cena returned, confirmed, by the way, uh, because of that. That was totally who he spoke to. Mm. Anywho, um, and then, but as he's, like, saying... And this is who I, I... There's only one person I could pick. Roman Reigns comes out. Um, and uh, Music Hits, all three of them come down to the ring. And uh, Edge comments before they say anything. He's like, oh, you had to bring uh, you had to bring backup." Well, I came out by myself. Um, so Roman kind of like eyes him up a little bit, sends Jay to the back. I love the way Jay portrays himself. But when I watched the three of them came out on this entrance of Roman, Jay, and Paul, I know this is kind of old news at this point, but they're they each have their own characters that they portray just by walking. Like Roman comes out very kind of calm, stoic, kind of got the title, just slowly raises it, very kind of like piercing stare, vacant, expressionless. Paul Heyman comes out and is kind of conniving at the back, just kind of standing a little bit as a way kind of Mm. eye things up and sizing them up. Jay comes out. He's always like clapping. He's pacing. He's going around. Like he's the more like hyperactive one. He just wants to get into a fight. Like all three of them have their own characters within this like group that they have. And I love that dynamic. And when they get in the ring, like Jay's like stalking around edge, like look waiting for a a, a moment's notice, ready to like pounce on him if he has to. Mm. But Roman sends him to the back, and Jay Jay leaves, and Paul kind of guides him out and goes up. So Roman goes up to Edge one on one, and it's like that—that's your your only free pass you're getting. What I want you to do now is acknowledge me, acknowledge me as the head of the table, and say my name uh, for WrestleMania, which is great. Love that. Um, again, very well delivered. Um, but before Edge can actually properly respond. Kevin Owens comes from out of nowhere and Mm. uh, delivers a stunner to Roman and leaves. And I was like, okay, I don't mind that. If that is literally just the the bow to this feud, that's just like, hey, you won on Sunday. I still hate you. Bang. Edge is now going to say that he's going to fight you at WrestleMania. That's cool, right? But then Edge didn't say it. Edge just kind of watched Roman on the floor and then just kind of put the microphone down. And then that was the show. And I was like, why didn't you, why didn't you say the thing edge? You you know who you're facing. We've, we've seen twice, you know who you're facing, but you, you're just not saying it for why there's no reason that you can't say it now.
1: Yes. It, it was strange. And they did like, and we'll talk about later, but they did the same thing with, with Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. Um, it just does feel like a tune in next week to find out who Edge will challenge. Um and yeah, it's dragging out for absolutely no reason. It doesn't if Edge says it, if Ed says Roman Reigns next week, I won't be more excited for the match than if he'd said it this week. Like it's gonna be a cool match either way. It's gonna it's gonna be a great feud. Um with the whole Kevin Owens thing, they the the they released a poster or like a kind of Graphic for Helena Cell, no, not Helena Cell, elimination chamber um, in the past week, and it was a picture of Roman and Drew in front of the cell, which makes sort of made some people think that maybe both are going to have separate elimination chambers, which could suggest that the Owens feud is sort of at least to one side at the moment, and then they're going to have the the five guys. Up against Roman in the in the chamber, and then whoever at Fastlane, uh, just as a kind of filler feud before Edge. The report is that it will be Edge. Um, I know Edge has been going around going, "Who will it be? Who will it be?" Uh, as far as we know, it, it's going to be Roman. Um, Spear versus Spear, awesome match. But yeah, they've they've sort of done this thing, which is it's not false advertising because Edge was on the show. He was in a segment, but he's been on Raw, he's been on a- NXT, and now he's been on SmackDown, and he still hasn't made a decision. So it's just kind of going here he is, and then you are going oh 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 oh, okay, yeah. so he's, that's it. Uh, and then you think, okay, well now we actually have to wait another week, and it it doesn't build my excitement. Um, it just it's just it just feels a bit like. It feels like false advertising, even though it's really not.
3: Yeah. And I I think if they wanted to tell the story, the edge is completely like, I don't know who to pick. Like, and they're telling the story of, I've got, this is like, my one chance of getting my title back that I never lost at WrestleMania. This is a massive decision and I can't make it lightly. And I, I just don't know who to pick. There's so many great options. Like Drew's been so dominant. Roman's so dominant. Finn Balor, you know, list off his accolades and be like, none of them are easy options, but I need to pick the person that I know I can beat a WrestleMania kind of thing. If they want to tell that story, that's a really cool thing to do. They're not telling that story. What they're doing is saying that Edge knows who he's going to pick. He's just not telling you. Yeah. For no and reason. That.
1: I, I, but I did like the fact that Roman's like, Edge, you, you know, it should be me. Like, I am the person mm. that you should face. That's the biggest match for you. Yeah. You should face me at, at WrestleMania. So, there are lots of really good parts of this. It's just, they sort of left it on a dud just because. Yes. Just probably just because they want to try and pop another rating with edges back on SmackDown next week.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly why they're doing it, and the same reason that they're dragging out the Bianca announcement as well is just because they go, well, I guess we can advertise that in advance, and it will probably you know help the ratings a little bit.
1: And and it worked because as you uh, uh, not that we sort of pay that much attention to to figures, analytics, and things like that, but if you go to WWE's YouTube page, the two most viewed things by far. The edge segment and the Bianca Belair segment, because people are like, Oh, who, who's he, who's he facing? So they've clicked on that to find out and they go, Oh, okay. We'll have to wait another week because there are, there are people who are less pessimistic than us who will go, Oh, damn you edge. All right, fine. I'll, I'll tune in next week to find out who you're facing.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's a bit of a shame because I, I, and I think it's especially a shame that they're doing the same thing for both announcements. If it was just one of them, it might be more forgivable, but I think with both mm. of them, it's like this is very transparent and very artificial. I think if there was a legitimate reason for him not saying it, or there was something, you know if if someone attacked Edge and prevented him from saying it, sure whatever, but someone attacking Reigns and then Edge is going, nah and then just putting the mic down, that doesn't there's no reason for him to do that other than tune in next time on that cliffhanger um mm. yeah but it was a bit weird but reigns and edges promos were great and i am looking very much looking forward to that feud if they do have it which they the report is they are um i just kind of wish they I-, I want them to just do it now they're setting it up but just pull the trigger on it and say they're fighting advertise it well in advance i i just want them to do yeah. that We now need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. Uh, If you go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page right now, people of uh, $5 or above on Patreon can vote in the WrestleTalk Extra poll. It is live right now. So you get to decide what show uh, Ollie and Luke will be reviewing for WrestleTalk Extra next week. The poll ends uh, Sunday morning, UK time. So you've got time. Uh, so you can vote in that poll. Uh, and if you pledge at the $25 or above T, get your own custom resting nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Rob Steiner Recliner. Woo! Thank Ooh, you very
1: much. Manipulating Manny Umaria.
3: Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Woo! Oh, yes, yes, thank you. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzafero. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Bad Connection, Thomas Lagden. Oh, nice. Thank you very much. Jack Daniels on the car Rocks. Woo. Yes. Thank you very much. Andrew, the Last Airbender. Mercogliano. Woo. Oh, yes. Thank you very yeah. much. Good heavens! It's Morgan Evans. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Woo. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Nice. The Incredible Tarzo. Woo. Yes. Thank you very much. LL Cool J. Pause. <coughs> yes, yes. And finally, never wrong, Tyler. Rice. You must have been so happy when you saw that one at your end. Mm. You could roll that R. So now let's go through everything else uh, on the show itself. Um, after that opening promo, we got, uh, for the third week in a row, Dominic Mysterio versus King Corbin. Now, the first match, they were doing things Dominic's way, which was fighting, completely clean, and losing. So then on the, on the second week, they were saying, we're doing it Ray's way now. So Dominic attacked Corbin before the bell on his mm-hmm. entrance, and then he fought again and lost. Cool. So now, for the third week in a row, they're saying something else. They're still fighting Corbin for some reason. Don't know why. Corbin's beating him clean. He has nothing to prove why they're still fighting against Corbin. Whatever. Dominic and Ray make their entrance. And on their entrance, King Corbin attacks both of them. Right. Yeah. So you could say, oh, Boo, what a heel. Or you could say, oh, he's just doing the thing that Dominic did to him last week. You know. Baby faces often do that, where they'll do the same thing the heel did to them, but that but it's fine because the heel did it first, right? Yes. So King Corbin attacks them both on the entranceway Maybe went a bit far with Ray, you know, threw him off the stage into the scaffolding, which actually looked pretty cool. Um, kind of took out Ray for the match. Then it's Dominic versus Ray and the, uh, Dominic versus um, Corbin. Sorry, they have a, a fine match. It was it was whatever. It was decent. Um, nothing wrong with it inherently. And then it it got to a point where it looked like Corbin was in control, possibly, you know, building up towards a, towards a finish. And then Rey Mysterio appears from underneath the ring, who clearly like crawled there or something from the stage. Appears from under the ring and grabs Corbin's leg. So the referee can't see it. He's only literally just like poking out of the bottom Mm -hmm. of the apron and just grabs Corbin's leg as he's trying to get back in the ring. While Corbin's there, Dominic hits a 619 on him as he's like hanging on the outside and then hits a, a splash. For the win, so Dominic won because Ray cheated. So you could say, "Yay, they got Corbin back for Corbin attacking them on the ramp," or you could say, "Oh, boo, they cheated to win because Corbin's thing was only for revenge for what Dominic did last week." So they were even on that front. So now they've just cheated again for reasons. Are they heels now? Is Ray's way being heelish? I'm very who am I cheering for? This story doesn't make any sense.
1: No, so when I looked at the SmackDown preview last night, I did have to check that I was on the right week because all I could see was another picture of Baron Corbin and Dominic Mysterio. Um, yeah. So, d- do we think that Dominic saw Ray holding Corbin's leg?
3: It would be really stupid if he
1: didn't. Yes, but I do think that that's a, that that might be the story they're mm-hmm. trying to tell. Ray yeah. is doing everything he can to try and get his son over. And eventually yeah. Dominic will go, Dad, I don't need you. And does a Charlotte and goes, I don't need yeah. you anymore. Let's have a match at WrestleMania. I do think that's, that this is where they're building to. Yeah. I think it yeah. only makes sense. It is badly done uh, because like you said, they don't really seem to have changed anything. And yet this week they won just because Ray clung on to Corbett's leg. It. Yeah, he cheated, cheated which – and and not in a kind of endearing baby face, just even in the odds way. This was – no, he genuinely just cheated. He's not allowed to be in the match. He's not allowed to touch Corbyn, and yet he did that to deliver his son the win. So, yeah, I, I, I get – I think I know what they're trying to do, but I don't like what they're doing. I think and there are I, there, there are there are ten other ways you could tell this story,
3: and if they want to do the story of Ray going too far to try and help his son in his WWE career, which I think is a fine story to tell, mm. don't use Corbin. That's a really terrible person to do it on because he is the consummate heel. We can't mm. cheer for Corbin, and what we should be feeling is Ray. We should be feeling it against Ray and going like, Ray, you're going too far, mate. Like. I understand you want to do well for your son, but also he needs to fight for himself kind of thing. Him getting involved in cheating in matches is supposed to make us go like, ooh, Ray, I know where you're coming from, but also don't do that. And when you're against Corbin, your automatic response is to be like, yeah, boo, Corbin, yeah, screw you. But it doesn't make, they don't don't mesh in this one. It doesn't make sense.
1: Here's a suggestion. Instead of Mm. Corbin, maybe use, oh, I don't know, someone who's been involved with the Mysterio family, and has suddenly just disappeared from TV in Murphy mm-hmm. or something like that because that could be the whole look. Dominic, we're gonna, we're gonna get you ready for for your future because because like he's still he's still, like he's good in the ring but he's still very new. Yeah, and it would make sense then to be like, look, we're gonna kind of give you some sparring matches against yeah, Murphy. Yeah, totally. You, you can prove yourself against him, and then they're getting and then Ray's getting frustrated because like, oh, he doesn't seem to be improving. Uh, but i know what i'll do i'll help him and then that'll get get his confidence up and then that can sort of start some some infighting there with with murphy and stuff he's like look i know you're trying to get your son to do well but you, you can't screw me like that things like that but yeah corbin is just the absolute opposite person who you want to cheat against because then it's just two people who cheat against each other yeah
3: yeah. It's like well it. who are you supposed to root for? They're both just yeah. cheating. I don't know. It was weird. Know. It was weird. But mm. if it does lead to a Dominic versus Rey match, I think that would actually be really interesting. I'm I'm yeah. quite excited for that if that does happen. I think that'd be really cool. Um we got a recap of uh Cruz versus Big E, um with Sami Zayn running interference in their IC match and then Big E backstage cut a quick, quick promo saying that they're going to fight tonight. Ooh, a Big E promo. Was very excited and all that stuff. Classic big Edeness. Mm. Uh, and then we got Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro in another singles match. And I was very happy once again. I know I'm a hypocrite. It's another repeat match. They shouldn't be doing repeat matches. I understand that. But it's also Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. And I could watch them forever. So,
1: yes. Yeah.
3: And because they're
1: not having like half an hour matches every time, they still leave plenty in the tank to kind of have a completely different match to the week yes. previous yeah Um, and this was yes uh cesaro managed to bust his head open yeah he did yeah really hard
3: like oh my god there's a lot of blood by the end of the match
1: um wwe.com fantastically managed to somehow completely take pictures that never showed that he was bleeding Mm. um not even one of those black and white ones that they do when, when someone bleeds but just yeah, a really cool match. As as we've sort of as we've seen in the past week, there's a report come out which is that Cesaro will be signing a new deal, and that yep. his role, much like Shinsuke Nakamura's, is now to put over or like to to build new stars. However, he doesn't seem to be doing that right now, and I'm all for it because I, as much as I'm sure he can make new stars, he's still a star in himself, and I would. I hope this goes somewhere. And I hope this isn't just, oh, well, look, he's good. He'll be in the elimination
3: chamber then, I guess. Mm. It's totally what it could be. Um, obviously this has got Daniel Bryan's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize this, the uh, the report about Cesaro was him trying to make new styles as well. I thought that was just Shinsuke. No, it's um, both of them, apparently. Oh, right. Well, the more you know. Um, but yes, this, uh, another victory for Cesaro here. Really cool finish. I loved this because Brian was in control after a, a great match. Like, both of them are so good. Um, I've said it enough times already. It's not news at this point. Um, Really cool match. And um, both of them got to the finish where it uh, looked like Daniel Bryan was going to hit the running knee. But Cesaro scooped him up as he ran towards him and put him straight into, like, a torture rack. I don't know how quickly he, how he managed it so quickly. But literally just like, up oh, whoop and he's already there. I'm like how did you do that puts him in a torch rack, then throws him up into a backbreaker which looked great then swung him around and then locked in a sharpshooter and daniel bryan just tapped and i was like what a cool finish that's great because it it was like back back back
1: sharpshooter works the back it's just like that works so yeah well and it, it watching these matches like Mm. it feels like these two have been chatting for a long time about oh man if we had a match we could do all this stuff and they finally <laughs> yeah. gone you know all that stuff we talked about let's mm-hmm. do that yeah it's just they they're such good wrestlers yeah and when you're that good you don't have to cut long promos you don't have to cut a promo about the rules of the royal rumble you just have to wrestle and you will get over and the fans will go oh yeah this is this is wrestling you don't like as much as as much as people enjoyed the sports entertainment side of the wwe this should be the main part of wwe the the great wrestling because that's yeah. i think what most people like
3: yeah and the the example i'll always use of course there was a promo beforehand but kevin owens's debut on the main roster obviously he interrupted john cena and, you know, hit a pop-up powerbomb and had a promo, sure, understand that. The thing that really got him over, though, was his match against John Cena, where they both wrestled a brilliant match, and then they wrestled another brilliant match on pay-per-view. And it wasn't the promos, it was the wrestling that got Kevin Owens over. And he's basically maintained that at, like, upper mid-card status for his entire run because he was set up so brilliantly at the start. Just do that with people. Just... Have them wrestle amazing matches and people go, oh, snap, they're really good. And yeah. People take notice of this stuff. Like, yeah, just do more of it. Like, if you're going to push Cesaro, ha- like Kurt Angle wrestling machine style push is what they need. Like, Cesaro is an amazing wrestler. Look at him wrestle. He's the best is the yeah. way they need to, like, push him. Because people, he is. People will notice that.
1: And especially as they don't, like him doing promos that often and like his English is perfect Yeah, but he's got an accent and therefore they're not going to push him as like a a promo guy, someone who's going to go out there and cut a five minute promo on his opponent so if you're not going to do that like you say, just have him do wrestles and then we'll go, wow yes, this is the Cesaro, we always knew that we could have if you just gave him to us.
3: Yeah. And we didn't even mention at the very end of the match as well, Cesaro gave Daniel Bryan a fist bump, probably turning face in the process. And the report came out that you were saying that, uh, yeah, Cesaro was supposed to originally have the spot in the gauntlet match where Shinsuke turned face. Um, So that Mm. was supposed to be a Cesaro face turn, but because he hadn't re-signed with the company, they've swapped him out for Shinsuke. But now he's re-signed, they're pushing him again. They've turned him face here. I'm all for a Cesaro proper baby face push if they do it. I'm not saying he needs to go and beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania or anything, but I'm just, I'd love that, but I'm not saying that's what he needs to do. But just push him properly as like an upper mid-carder, someone who's floating around, kind of main event, intercontinental title, someone who's always there to have a good match. And like you said, he doesn't need to come out and cut five-minute promos. He can come out and just do like a couple words. He can just be someone who wants to fight and he comes out and if someone's insulting, he must be like, let's go.
1: Yeah, and, and just not, fight. Right. not obviously don't want him to to rip off Goldberg or anything like, but no. he could just, just sort of come come out, look at the ramp and go, all right, I, I want to fight. Come out,
3: yeah. Who's next? But not in not, that one. Who's next? Let's fight. Should be yes. his. Uh, or, come on yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> yes, chop chop. That should be his, uh, his right, catchphrase, that'd be gimmick infringement on me, really, if he said chop mm. chop. But anyway. Serious. Um, we had Bianca Belair backstage cutting a quick promo She They showed the reaction of uh, Bianca's parents, which is very wholesome. Loved mm. that. Um, of them celebrating when Bianca won the Rumble and her just saying, I'm going to go to WrestleMania. I'm, gonna I'm the best. EST. Yada, yada. Um, we got then a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, Do you think like wrestlers tell their parents? No. They're going to win.
3: No. No? I, I don't think they can. I think that's, that's against their true. non-disclosure agreement and all that jazz. Yeah.
1: That makes it, that makes it cooler then.
3: Yeah. 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 I think so. Cause yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think only in very rare circumstances, you know, when like, um, Roman's family was shipped out for WrestleMania 31 because mm. they were told that Roman was going to win, um, at the show, but Roman's family are a bunch of wrestlers. So they they can probably be trusted to keep the secret more than, you know, your average Joe's, um, but yes, yeah, so then we got a Seth Rollins video package next. Seth Rollins coming back to SmackDown next week, uh, which was cool. They, I thought, one, it was a great video package, and also they must have loved it because they played it twice on the show.
1: They did. They were like, "Damn it, we've got two minutes. Um, let's just play it again." Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Seth does now. Um, I wonder if they'll, they'll use the fact that he's now a father uh, in, in his story somehow. I hope that while it shouldn't be a copy and paste of their, of 2020, I hope this is some way of bringing back Murphy because where the hell is Murphy? Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. sold on that, personally. I don't no, think no, Murphy don't, should I be involved with Ryan's at all. No, I don't want him to be, but I hope that it just somehow brings Murphy back to TV and they're like, look, Murphy's back, and then they're just moving apart. I just want, basically, I just want Murphy back.
3: Where are you? Man? Yeah, I mean, I, I want Murphy back, but I don't want him to be back in any way, shape, or form with Rollins. No. Like, I just no. I, I'd much rather Rollins comes back by himself and does something else. I think he should go after Big E personally. I think that'd be a really cool feud for the IT title. Um, yeah. I both of them could put on some great matches, um, and it would keep you know IT title relevant, kind of upper mid card status, which is where you want it to be. So yeah. Um, after that, we had uh, Bailey versus Ruby Riot. One, I thought the wrestling was great in this. Yeah. I thought because both of them are really good. Shocker. Um, BDK was on commentary for this one. After, after you know, kind of getting booted from the uh, from the riot squad, so to speak. Um, uh, and it got to a point in the match where Ruby Wright was in a submission from Bailey. BDK jumped off commentary and tried to like push the ropes towards Ruby so she could grab the ropes easier. But then Liv Morgan was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, "Aren't you?" Happy about that? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, and then um Bailey just kind of counted it and then hit the, the face buster thing that she has now and uh and then got the win. So then Bailey K grabbed her resumes and ran up to Bailey on the ramp and tried to hand her resumes to Bailey.
1: I Yeah. I hope I don't know
3: what this was really.
1: I hope Bailey doesn't get entangled too much in this. Yeah. But I would I would love a just a Bailey versus Ruby Riot feud. Yeah, that'd be cool. And as much as I like Billy Kay, she, she, she Bailey shouldn't be involved in a comedy silly feud like this right now. I don't think. Like I don't. I'm not saying that she should be involved with Sasha Banks because I think Sasha Banks has got enough to, to be dealing with at the moment in terms of feuds. But yeah, I, it's just, it, it just felt like oh, we need someone. For Billy Kay to try and give her resume to who hasn't she done it to yet? Oh, I guess Bailey.
3: I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Having said that, a Bailey Billy Kay comedy duo could be hilarious because I think Bailey is very funny and Billy Kay is also very funny.
1: Would they? Call I don't.
3: It I, I don't. Want, that's awful. I don't want them to do that but if they do that i think it could be very funny just throwing yeah. it out there
1: yeah no i'm sure i'm sure it would be it's just i don't know how much How, how i don't know how much sort of i mean how many weeks could that go on for without i don't before, know getting, before getting tedious
3: yeah yeah that's that's fair um, we then got uh, a promo for WrestleMania saying it was 60-something days away, 64 days away or something like that. Um, yeah. And then we saw Edge backstage. He shook hands with Shinsuke Nakamura, I believe. Uh, giving him the rub, of, the young up and come up. That was later, but regardless, he was there doing that. Um, then we got uh, Bianca Belair coming out to the ring to declare who she's facing at the at WrestleMania. I wonder who it could be. I've heard this before. Um, <clears throat> WWE finger on the pulse of all the, uh, you know, modern speak that people say these days. So of course, Bianca had to say "new phone who dis" as part of her promo. Mm. Man, I for was some like- reason
1: as a as as someone who's 25 I, I i had to look it up on urbandictionary.com to to see exactly what she meant because it's such a young and hip thing to say um yeah she just sort of cut a promo yeah um which was good which was fine she yeah. po- she pointed at the wrestlemania sign she, she did was sort of she she tried to be as modest as possible, but then she's also still Bianca Belair, and her character, as much as she is a babyface, her character shouldn't be. Oh my God! She like like they did last week. They're like, oh my God! I can't believe I won. It's amazing. It should be, yeah, of course I won. Yeah, I'm the best
3: for a match against Bailey. That's how she should be reacting. I think it's totally fair to react like that for the Royal Rumble because yeah. it is like you know debut year on the main roster. And her going, oh my yeah, god, I won uh, the rumble! That's crazy. Is I, is, I think understandable. I, th-
1: I think she got the balance there though, because she was she yes. was really pleased about it and really kind of like grateful and everything like that. She was still Bianca Belair in essence.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then Bianca knows who she's going to fight as well. It looks like at least she she knows who she's going to fight. She's going to announce who she's going to fight. But then out comes the sommelier Reginald uh, for Carmella. He comes out and he says, "Hey." got some uh news for you if you choose sasha at wrestlemania you're gonna lose and i was like but why though i mean okay maybe they're playing off that little flirty thing that they had and maybe you know reginald's just smitten with uh with sasha so he's trying to like get in her good books or something i don't know sure whatever he comes out and says yeah if you don't challenge sasha you could challenge aska you know Everyone can beat Aska. She gets pinned all the time. You can totally beat her. Mm. Um, but if you challenge Sasha, you're not going to win. But then Carmella comes out, um, kind of interrupting Reginald, and he's like, "Oh, Reginald's great, even if he gets too excited." By the way, I've beaten Sasha twice, and I'm like, "You lost at TLC and at Royal Rumble. Why are you here?" Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then she's saying, "You know, we're, I- I'm amazing. You're rubbish." Some I don't know. She said some other. Terrible stuff. I wasn't really paying attention all that much because it was meaningless. Um, And then Sasha Banks came out and then she said, hey, Bianca, you're great. just kind of ignoring Carmella the whole time and just saying, hey, uh, Bianca, you're amazing. Um, You know, if you say, you know, you're the strongest, you're the fastest, I believe you. That's great. But you're not the best because I've got this and you haven't kind of thing holding up the title. I was like, okay, that's effective. That's good. Like that. Bianca should now challenge Sasha. Great. Let's do that. As she's like, she's like nodding along with Sasha. She's like, okay, okay. She gets the microphone, just goes, right, okay. And as she's going to announce, Reginald steps in and goes, ah, if you challenge Sasha, you're not going to win again. And I was like, you've definitely already said this, but okay. And then Bianca just kind of drops the microphone, grabs her hair and just whips Reginald several times with her hair. He rolls out the ring. And then the segment ends. Bianca, pick up the microphone. It's right there. Say the thing you were gonna say. There's no reason for you not to. Just do the thing.
1: Yes, it is that kind of game show like thing where they go, and the winner is, and then they pause for ages, and like with like mm-hmm. the kind of doom, 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 yeah. the kind of music, and we're like. <gasps> And then it just sort of, and then they go, oh, there go. I know
3: after the ad break.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the chase. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Bianca goes, now watch me whip. Now watch me sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: awful. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Andy, that is the worst one you've ever done on this show. So you were talking That's for a while That's the worst one you've ever done, Andy. You were I talking- want to put this on record. 6th of February 2021 was when Andy made the worst pun he's ever made in his life.
1: My brother's 28th birthday. Um, <laughs> so when you were talking, I was thinking, so she did the whip. So watch me whip. And I was thinking, what rhymes with Nene? And I was like, <laughs> no, Sasha doesn't rhyme with Nene. And I was like, oh, if only, ba- if only Bailey had been there. And I was like, oh, I should have done Bebe. And then I was like, no, I'm so- oh, fine. I'm going to have to go with Sommelier. I'm just going to have to do it.
3: <laughs> you um, didn't have to say it at all, Andy. You could have just not said it. Hey, I do this for Vinny's compilations. Uh, clearly, yeah. What's the mm-hmm. best of Wrestle Talk compilations overall? The Wrestle Talk podcast channel. The, the, the best of January 2021 is up. It features some Andy puns. Not all of them are great, but some of them are okay. This one, though, is terrible. <clears throat> Anywho, um, let's continue onwards. Um, I don't get why they're dragging out this announcement. It, like like we said for the Roman stuff, it's really artificial. doesn't make any sense. Bianca could have just said the thing. They're just doing it just to keep dragging it out for no reason. And I don't like that they're doing that with both the feuds, and it's very artificial. Neither of them makes sense why they wouldn't say it. Anyway, Sami Zayn backstage saying he's going to win the Intercontinental title and it's going to be a happy bit for his documentary. Uh, then we had uh, Otis and Gable versus Ziggler and Rude. Ziggler and Rude have got new music. It's not very good. There's a weird like mashup bit at the start where there's a little bit of the piano from Robert Rude stuff. And then it's like a, a lower, deeper version of Dolph Ziggler's I'm here to show the world. Bring it on. It's not good. It's not good.
1: No. Yeah, it was lazily done, and
3: yeah. I do. I'd almost prefer if they just came out to glorious. Mm. They wouldn't. They'd come out to Ziggler's music because he's the star out of the two of them. Remember?
1: No, I know, but Rude's music is much better.
3: Just it's like when, you know better.
1: when you know when he uh, Rude used to tag with Gable, mm. and Gable would just sort of dance around him at the at the start, and they while well, they was doing yeah. glorious.
3: Yeah, and then time. Gable started wearing the robe as well because they yeah. just both became Robert Roode. Yeah,
1: like I'm not saying Ziggler should wear the robe, but it's a perfectly, it's a very good entrance music, and if they're going to be tagging together, just use one, like they often do with other tag teams.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the match didn't get any better though, because as fun as the actual action in the ring was, I couldn't pay attention to it because in a small screen in the corner we had the Street Profits giving their version of commentary on this match. They weren't out of commentary mm. on the desk like with Michael Cole and Corey and talking with them. They just provided their own commentary over the top, which was really annoying. Um, street Profits have a tendency to walk that line sometimes between endearing and annoying, and this week they were just annoying because it was a solid like four or five minutes of yeah. them just talking and making noise noise and at the end it was just noise and it was them just being like oh here we go here we go here we go here we go look at him look at him look at him look at him it's just like they're saying the same thing like four or five times in a row every line and it was just it just got really annoying and like I I'm not saying it's their fault because they absolutely they just got told oh hey give commentary for this match be the street profits and they were like we have nothing to say about any of this we'll just say the same thing more because they've been told they can't be quiet on it I get it I am not saying it's their fault what whoever booked this is a terrible. idea. Yeah. it it did not endear me to them whatsoever.
1: No. So since losing the belts, the screen profits have done
3: screen profits. That's,
1: yes, yeah, that's what they were in the show. Um, and that's possibly even worse than the other pun you did. Um, that's really bad, Andy. Since they lost, really bad. It's been so irritating. Yeah, they, What they've done is try and bribe people to get another mm-hmm. match twice now or or whatever it is. And they and just, and now they are appearing in a in a little screen doing commentary. And clearly, whoever's thought of this has gone, oh, they're the street prophets, they're they're good talkers. We don't have to give them things to say. So they've just been completely out of the blue, gone, by the way, do five minutes of commentary. Like you say, and they're going, uh, okay. And it was like if you asked me to commentate where I would just go, oh, uh, so he's now hitting. Can him. you believe it? Um, he's now he's he's doing that. Oh, look, there's a suplex. Oh, right now. OK. And it it, it was just Well, the thing could, is, though, you could tell they didn't really want. They didn't know what they were doing.
3: It wasn't even commentary. They weren't saying what moves were being done or anything. They were just saying, oh, look at Otis look at Gable, look at him go, oh, we got him good, kind of thing. Mm. It was just that the whole time, and it was just... It just really grated on me the whole time. And, like, this in small doses is fine. Having it for an entire commentary for a whole match is not fine. It just gets really annoying really quickly. Um, So I think they need to... uh, Back to their NXT days, like, even... Basically, since they've come upon the main roster, they've not struck that balance right of endearing versus annoying and in nxt i think they struck it perfectly um so they need to take some lessons from what they were like in nxt because i thought they were really really good back then and since coming on the main roster they've just kind of been a bit annoying um so fingers crossed they can sort it out because they are really good wrestlers mm. uh, so I, I want them to do well um <clears throat> in the match itself I hope to it's hit the caterpillar um, but then as Gable went in to do a uh, chaos theory to Ziggler, Ziggler pushed out into the, uh, into the ring post on the corner. Uh, he jumped in the ring. Uh, Gable hit the chaos theory uh, German onto Ziggler, but then rude hit the glorious DDT on um, Gable and won. It was fine. It was a fine match. Nothing too much to talk about there. Um, we got for some reason, a recap of Hulk Hogan versus Andre the giant, which was 33 years ago. And they go, well, at this match 33 years ago. Kais, right? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan said, ah, oh, you know, 33 years ago, we had this match. Also, Edge has to make a choice. Did you know what you're going to do? Bye.
1: Yeah. And what? then they went immediately into a Black History Month advert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, God. God. Christ. Tone death. Point. Like, I get that he's got a Legends deal and he maybe has to appear on five shows or three shows a year or yeah. something. But, there was the word, like, we do some bad segues at Wrestle Talk, but this was just this match was 33 years ago. Oh, and also Edge. Also, Edge. It's like, what? Where did that yeah. come from? Not like me turning up and going, oh, yeah, so um, SmackDown was good. Also, have
3: you seen that the new Assassin's Creed game is out? It's like, what? <laughs>
1: where, where
3: <did laughs> I mean, that, that's like a normal conversation with you, in all fairness, that's but true. also, um, Yeah, even if they'd have done, like, we've got Hulk Hogan here to talk about, you know, he's competed at X amount of WrestleManias. And, you know, and he says, you know, WrestleMania for me, it's the biggest stage. You can't take anything lightly at WrestleMania. Edge has got a chance to make history this year. I hope he chooses right kind of thing. That would be still weird and, like, you know, ham-fisted and shoehorned in, but it would make a bit more sense. This one was like, this match, also Edge. Yeah. There was it, just no link between them I,
1: at all. I'm way past the point where someone saying Hulk Hogan's going to be on the show makes me excited.
3: Oh, that hasn't made me excited in.
1: Yeah. Like uh, yeah. 10 15 years since that yeah. that thing and it's just yeah, totally. they are just beating a dead horse at this point. Um, it's
3: really bad. Yeah, I I have listen I know people are going to probably come at us for saying we're disrespecting Hogan or whatever. Total legend of the of the wrestling industry. Understand, all his contributions to wrestling, undeniable. Like, dude is an absolute icon, and deservedly so. I think, you know, he, he's one of the reasons that wrestling was even popular in the 80s and all that stuff. Nowadays, I have no interest in seeing him on my TV at all. Like, yeah. negatives, negative 27 million percent interest in seeing him on my TV. Um, yeah, I thought this was rubbish, but we've spoken... For longer than the promo was, so let's move on. Uh, we got a really cool triple threat between Biggie, Apollo, Cruz, and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title. Thought this was a really fun match. Lots of really, really cool, um, fun, fast-paced stuff in this match. Really like cool spots where. Um, uh, Apollo got uh, Sami Zayn in like a T-bone suplex position. Big E came in from behind and got Apollo in a German position and then they just hit them both. So Big E hit the mm-hmm. German on Apollo as Apollo hit the T-bone suplex on Sammy. Really cool. Love that. Um, also it looked like Sami Zayn was going to win here, managed to hit the halluva kick onto Big E and was about to get the pinfall win. But then Apollo dragged Sammy out of the ring. So another like little wrinkle in Sami Zayn got screwed in there. Um, those two start fighting. Sammy's like, you weren't even supposed to be in this match. Why are you here? Starts going off at Apollo. Apollo comes back and counters him. Gorilla presses him and just yeets him straight into the uh, into like the barricade and stuff, the barricade area, like the timekeeper's area. Joe, mm. that was a really cool spot. Um, he managed to get back into the ring, but that was just as Biggie was recovering. He hits the big ending and then uh, Biggie retains. Really cool match. Um, I don't know whether this is the end of like the Apollo-Sammy-Biggie thing and whether you know maybe Rollins coming back next week maybe that is the direction they're going to go with the IC title or something. Mm. Um I think this has been a fine feud. If they want to end it here, I think it's been it's been good. It's been interesting. Biggie's defended the title a few times. Yeah, I think it's been really solid.
1: Yeah, like uh it should be the end of the feud. Knowing WWE probably won't be but th- yeah, and I and I really enjoyed the match. I've enjoyed the feud, but I mean because if this is the last match, I would have liked a more dominant performance from Biggie. like I know he did some cool stuff, but he almost lost. He only didn't let, let, let's, let's assume that had Sammy gone, get got into the pin, he would have pinned it. Um, and it was only because someone dragged Sammy away that he wasn't, that he didn't lose his title. I would have, I would have quite liked if Biggie had just kind of run wild in his Biggie way and just like really had a dominant win. If this is the end, if it's not the end, then, then whatever. But, I think that they haven't quite put Biggie over strong yet. Like it, his reign hasn't really got off the ground
3: as far as I'm
1: concerned, but I think a Rollins insertion could definitely do that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm quite enjoying his reign so far. Um, I think, I think it's been pretty solid. Um, I've been liking the matches he's been doing and yeah, maybe a more dominant victory would have been good, but I still think this was okay. Um, it's not that, you know, yeah, he might have lost, but it was also in the triple threat. It's a very like chaotic environment with three people and stuff. It wasn't like he just got dominated by Sammy for ages and then nearly got yeah. pinned kind of thing. It was like it was like a oh my god, Sammy's got an opportunity, hallova kick. Oh my god, Sammy could win kind of thing. It wasn't yeah. like oh Biggie's rubbish kind of thing. It was yeah, it was yeah. more like the rules of the match, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but then after that we got the same Seth Rollins video package from earlier, and then we got the main event segment. So. Overall, I thought this was a good show. Um I thought that the in-ring wrestling on the show was really good. Um really mm-hmm. like high quality of in-ring wrestling on this one with uh, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, Ruby Riot and uh and Bailey. The um, that triple threat I thought all of them are really good. Um the promo segments were comparatively I think weak. Uh the opening and the closing promo segments were good, but I think some of the stuff is nonsensical with Edge and Bianca not announcing what they're doing. Um Saige I, and Carmella, I don't get why she's there still. I don't know if I'm sold on Owens being there, kind of. Is he there? Isn't he? Is this just like a one-off, like, screw you, I still hate you kind of thing? Or is it a continuation of the feud again, which I really don't want to see? Yeah, I thought this was a three out of four. It was good.
1: Yeah, no, I will always trade good wrestling for good promos. Um, Mm -hmm. And because there was enough good wrestling on this show, then I would have to give it a, a three out of four as well, despite some of the stuff not quite hitting what i think it should have done but that's fine
3: yeah totally and it's not like all the promos were terrible some of no. them were very very good um it was just a couple of beats were weren't quite hit i have an email here <gasps> to mr andy uh is it, is it from it's from the headmaster jonathan Hedman, regular oh. emailer headmaster jonathan Hedman. um if you guys want to send in your emails, please do uh, support at wrestletalk.com is the email address to send them to, and they may get read out on the show. Uh, something we've been getting a lot of emails about recently that I've been enjoying thoroughly is embarrassing crush stories. I'm mm. um, talking about the times that you've done when you were younger and more naive and stupid, uh, stupid things you've done to try and impress someone that you liked. Um, and uh, we've got one here from, uh, from Jonathan Hibbon. Do you remember the the story last week? of uh someone diving into a pond to rescue a shoe uh, that I was thrown. do thriving. remember yes yeah, it was a good time uh, so jonathan edmund emails in to say uh, good appropriate time of day my friends i hope you're doing well i was reminded of my embarrassing crush story listening to the last podcast so me and a group of friends were out and walking home from a night out when we passed this dirty smelly pond and i thought you know what would be- get me noticed by this girl i fancy would be to chuck her shoe into the smelly pond so she would need me to carry her home another time was when i wrote a letter to a podcast lying about chucking a girl's shoe into the smelly pond to impress her lol in all seriousness what <laughs> you sound very confused andy
1: yeah wait so he
3: was that was that him last week it was the joke it wasn't him last he's he's responding to that person right saying he, was, he was the person who threw the shoe it was that's the joke andy
1: i see right yes no that is funny and I then just, and I... then
3: and then he said that he also lied about throwing the shoe into the pond that was the that was the follow-up joke to the first right. joke, Andy. I'm
1: sorry, Jonathan. I mean, it's, it's, as you well know, I'm I'm a bit of a king of humor. So sometimes, mm. if they're not if they're not quite up to my standard, I just, I just don't get them. But no, that was a good joke. I'm, High
3: IQ. That. I'm just
1: tired, you know.
3: Yeah, clearly. Uh, anyway, he says, in all seriousness, back in the early '90s, there was this girl I crushed on, and her and heard she thought kip winger the lead singer of hair metal band winger original name am i right was the most handsomest person in all of creation so me having long hair at the time went and got my hair spiral permed and got blonde highlights to try to get her to notice me she must have known what i was up to and didn't like me much as when she saw me at work we worked together i forgot that part she said something to the effect of you got a haircut i don't like it and walked away I was so devastated, I went off into the corner and had a little cry. Anyway, keep on jamming, Jonathan the Headmaster Headman.
1: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good
3: one. That's a good one. Yeah, ch- changing her hairstyle entirely to oppress a girl. I, yeah, I feel that. You know, when I used to have hair, totally. I feel that.
1: Yeah. Although he did use a double superlative, which is obviously incorrect correct English. He says, Andy! Like, uh, most handsomest. Um,
3: that was change- for effect.
1: I bet you that was deliberate changing hair is is a big one because like mm. you're sort of stuck with it um
3: to a degree yeah
1: yeah i've never i've yeah because my hair has been i've because i've had the same haircut since i was like six that's never really been an issue for me um especially and, and i don't think i would ever go was what did you say perm with a perm. was it purple Bl- blonde perm?
3: highlights yeah perm to blonde highlights yeah it was early 90s. That kind of thing was acceptable back then.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, these days, every person, single person has the same haircut anyway. It's that kind of short short on the back and sides, and then they're kind of curly on the top. I know, I'm, I'm okay, Boomer. Um, <laughs> they, all, they all do have the same haircut.
3: All those uh, kids with their same haircuts. Mm.
1: No. Uh, yeah. That's, I was thinking is, cause that's a real statement. That is
3: a statement of intent
1: because if someone, mm. if, if you heard that someone like, Oh man, I hear she likes this band. I'm going to try and look more like this guy.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, because the thing is, if she really likes the person in the band and then you like, Oh, look, I'm going to look like him. And then you walk up to her looking like him and she goes, "Uh," then there's, you, you really do feel like so, there's something wrong with you because you're like, but but you like people, with this hair Mm -hmm. there must be sorry Jonathan you must there must be something terribly wrong with you (laughs) um I I was just trying to think of other stupid things that I may have done uh just to encourage people to to I mean I when I was I when I was six there was a very pretty girl called uh Jessica in my Mm -hmm. class and much like your story is sort of cartoon violence mm-hmm. um she was uh we were having like a, a little uh, when you as you do when you're six you're just kind of having a chat everyone's sort of sitting in front of the teacher and are having like a story time and she got asked to come and read or something like that up at the front and she walked past me and I thought this'll get her attention this'll <laughs> this'll get her heart uh pumping um and I just stuck my leg out and mm-hmm. she just, she just completely stacked it. Yeah. What I thought, so in my head, I was thinking, ha, she'll get a little trip. She'll turn around and go, ah, oh, you, you, what a joker, classic prankster. But guy. instead, because she was six, and six-year-olds aren't the most stable humans on their feet, she just fell over and she mm-hmm. started crying. And mm-hmm. she told the teacher that it was me. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Um, Who
3: could that, have ever seen that one coming?
1: That didn't go to plan. And uh, clearly I didn't learn my lesson because in year nine, so I would have been 12, there was a girl I quite liked. And it was, we were getting our, it was some kind of vaccination that we were getting at mm-hmm. school. Um, yep. And so everyone's arm was quite sore as, as they do get after some vaccination. Oh,
3: you idiot. I know what you're going to do. And she was said
1: her arm was sore. And I thought, this will be funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're the worst This will be
1: funny. I'll I'll poke it as like a ha <laughs> tease you. And she started crying uh, yeah. because her arm really hurt. Yeah. Um and then three years later.
3: <laughs> oh my god, you have so many.
1: Um okay. that was a girl I quite liked, and it was our after prom party. Mm-hmm. And my friend kept hitting okay, on Okay, so
3: her. so this is getting like you're still dumb and naive. Yeah. You're a little bit older now. So you must have been, what, 15, 16?
1: It, this, is, this was actually my 16th birthday. My, my prom was on my 16th birthday. Okay. Um. So 30th of June, if anyone wants to send me presents. Um. <laughs> and my friend, Alex, who's now married to someone else, um, started... To hitting, someone else? Crazy. I know. To start hitting on this girl that I quite liked. And he knew that I liked her as well, which made it worse. Mm-hmm. And but he was being really creepy and annoying about it and he just wouldn't stop, and she kept telling him to stop and everything like that. And I thought, I know what will impress her. So I was talking to Alex, and he was being a massive idiot. And I I just kicked him squarely in the penis. (laughs) Um, And the issue was that she was like, yeah, serves him right, but no one else at the 30 Plus, person strong party was aware that he was being annoying, mm-hmm. so all they saw was me kicking mm-hmm. my friend squarely in the testicles. Yeah, and they all got really angry at me because they uh-huh. were like, "What the hell are you doing? That's that's really horrible of you." That's he hasn't done anything to deserve that. Um, and then I just was trying to explain to everyone what had happened, but no one kind of was taking any notice, and then I just got really upset, and I kind of went and hid in another room in the house and then Mm -hmm. like three different drunk people accidentally stumbled into the room and saw me upset and they were like oh what's wrong as you do when you're a 16 year old who doesn't know how to handle their alcohol i wasn't drunk um i think that is the last time i tried to use violence to uh to impress someone so it only took 16 years
3: Okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming out to the Agony Aunt Andy for... <laughs> edition of the Talk podcast everyone. Surely,
1: chopper, surely you've got more stories.
3: Uh oh. my my favorite thing I've done um mm. to try and impress someone that yeah. I liked was was, hey. was not was not doing anything because I was way too shy and self conscious and I hated myself. So I was like, Well, they're not gonna be interested, so I won't even bother. And then never did anything. That's my favorite. That that was the go to for all for all of mine.
1: Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. It, you can also write in with stories that surprisingly worked yeah um i think that could also be fun like mm-hmm. i my first girlfriend was when i was in, in college and oh. i thought i saw that she was eating wine gums because she was speaking to one of my friends and i saw that she was eating wine gums and i just went over and nicked one and then from then on she added me on facebook and then we would then we dated for 2 years wow. so if you want to impress a girl, just steal her food. Yeah. They find yeah. that really hot.
3: That's 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 what you do. Um, I don't really have any surprising things because all of the, the relationships I've had were just like, you know, gradual over time. We get to know each other. We start dating kind of things. It wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't a surprising like, here's my declaration of love for you. And then we start dating kind of thing. Uh, it was never any of that. Um, no. So I don't really have anything exciting. I'm really boring is what I'm trying to say. Did you
1: do any parkour no. over the top of her? No. No, no I do
3: not
1: No. Sorry. No, I was trying to think. So my current <laughs> lovely lady, current forever. Um, oh,
3: That's a statement of intent. All
1: right. um, it took her about three or four months to understand my opening chat up line. And then she thought it was absolutely hilarious. But okay. I made a joke to start with. It was actually uh, the night before Valentine's Day in 2019, so almost exactly two years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I uh, Her um, profile on an app said something like, oh, I, I like dad jokes and I like ginger people and I don't think Thanos did anything wrong or something like that. Sure. Um, so i said so if you found a man who liked oh sorry if you found a man who didn't think thanos did anything wrong was ginger and whatever the other thing would you and then a pun on her name which is something from which which oh yeah okay which, yeah no, i get yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. you get it Uh huh. That's not how her name is really pronounced, where, she, where she's from.
3: I see.
1: So she had no idea what I was talking about and kind of made a joke. And I thought, huh, that was a weird reaction to that joke. Mm-hmm. But clearly she got it. Otherwise, she would never have replied to me. And then we were just walking along about three months later. And I mentioned it. She's like, yeah, I had absolutely no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> and then I explained it to her. And then she thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um,
3: Well, that's good.
1: Yeah, so we had a good chuckle about that. But yeah, I don't know why she ever even started like agreed to start talking to me in the first place.
3: There was there was one that I guess I I had I had one date with this person Mm. um, via (laughs) a dating app. It went really well, yeah. Mm. Um, And uh, it was via a a dating app. The way that date came about was uh, I I lambasted her for her choice of Generation One Pokemon starter. Because she chose wrong, so I, I I destroyed her verbally, and she was like, "Do you want to go on a date?" I was like, "Yeah, go on in."
1: <laughs> what What did she pick, Squirtle? Yeah, no, I knew it.
3: Which is wrong. I, don't get me wrong, Squirtle's great. Okay, Squirtle's mm-hmm. wrong. all three of them are great. Squirtle's wrong when you have Bulbasaur and Charmander right there. Nah, man, you can't. Yeah. Anyway,
1: well, you, I suppose you would have hoped that at the end of the night that you would give her Squirtle.
3: I'm probably going to edit that out. Anyway, uh, that's going to be the end of this uh, episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you very much uh, for listening, everyone. We'll be back with more content very, very soon. Uh, if you are over on the YouTube version, if you've been watching the YouTube versions of stuff, you'll know that we're going, uh, we're, in the transition between moving the podcast to their very own Russell talk podcast channel. So go and check that out and give that a subscribe because the, the YouTube versions of these uh, podcasts will be going over to there very, very soon. Uh, And yes, stay tuned for more podcasts coming shortly. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe out there. We love you very much. Goodbye.